Welcome to this super colorful, original, telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. I'm your pod king, Ian Dixon, and here we are with former pod king, Scott Krause. Hello. And Sneaky D, David Vanderheeden, for the time being, anyway. Yes. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. For the time being, anyway? like He may uh, depart uh, mid-pod, apparently. Oh, he's got to like okay. go work out, but for now, Sneaky D's in the house. Touching okay. that long term. Yeah, it sounded he's, ominous. At some point, he's <laughs> he's gonna cease being Sneaky D. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's just he's here temporarily. We're uh, going to savor and relish his his presence as he is here. Is this um, thing in a resonant state right now? I'll be with you, then I won't be with you. Then I'll be with you. Yeah. For now, I'm a solid state. He's a uh, no, I'm solid. He's going to transcend space and time. He's just going to flex in and out of the pod. Mm -hmm. Popping in and out of existence. Yeah. Wow. Your version of ScottCast is way trippier than mine. (laughs) (laughs) The multiverse, man. (laughs) Well, shit, man. We got to step it up. We're into the hundreds now. This is like professional territory. Scott, you were trash. <laughs> You've been trash. Thank God I took this job. <laughs> Pod King for a reason. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my own creation thrown at my uh-huh. face. It, I, I feel like I made a mistake doing feud casts for 100. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and immediately delegate my responsibilities to Scott. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not relinquishing my powers as Pod King, but I'm delegating. I'm uh, like a like upper management. Like I'm not really gonna do anything with. Like I'm just gonna get all the credit. Okay, so you're you're putting yourself on the Scott Cast coins, your Scott Cast money, the merchandise. You're the face of Scott Cast. <laughs> I mean, essentially, it's still called Scott Cast. So, I mean, I don't know how much. He'll use your face and likeness, but yeah, he'll profit. Okay, okay, you're you're like the uh, the Bob Iger of Disney, behind the scenes taking yeah. all the glory. Sure, it's Bob Iger are like took over as CEO of Disney. Wow, how do you feel uh, being basically what you've always hated? Right, <laughs> always hated. Like well, that's these people. Not an experience for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Being being what I've always hated. That's <laughs> I'm quite familiar with that. <laughs> well, let's explore this. <laughs> why do you? Why are you attracted to it? Why are you drawn to it? Why? Why? Do, why do you want to be a tyrant, uh, business maven, uh, infinite power? Yes. Nah, I don't know. I don't know that I want that, honestly. You could relinquish. I mean, I think it's. I think it's fun to. It's like. uh, What is it like? It's like uh, when you think about like if you won the lottery, what would you do with all that cash? It's like fun (laughs) to think about. But like now that you got the blank check, right? If it really happened, it would be like just kind of like real stressful and weird. Yeah, like the dog who chases the car. When they finally catch the car, what would they do with it? Right. No. 
Like, what the? Mm. I don't want this fucking car. (laughs) (laughs) Does does it weigh on you? Like, did you, uh, like today, did you, um, were you nervous about taking the realm? Uh, I mean, I didn't really, I guess I didn't know what I had in store. I I don't know what this means yet. How do you feel now? Uh, I mean, I guess I, I kind of feel put on the spot at the moment. Okay, so it's a bright Ian, light that the pod king shines. What was that, David? <laughs> it's like, how's it feel, Ian? How's it feel? <laughs> <laughs> it's not so fucking easy, huh, Dean? <laughs> yeah, let me translate for you. He's like, oh, how's it feel? Like, real chill, but secretly, he's like, how's it feel, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Whose cheeks are getting clapped now, huh? 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 <laughs> you gotta clap your own cheeks. Nobody's doing it for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think my my magic was in being the kind of sidekick and like just being able to react to whatever is going on so if if my responsibility suddenly becomes shaping the cast and i'm not sure if i want that i'm sure i could do that i could it would take a lot of time and energy and i don't know if i care that much <laughs> <laughs> The care would run out so quickly. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I need to be overthrown for the sake of the cast, but maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll adapt and I'll thrive. I don't know. We'll see. I think I think you could do it. I think you could do it. Yeah. I think I think you could shape a good pod, and at the very least, before any coups are attempted by me or David. What? Uh, I I didn't say David was I attempting a coup. a coup. Come on, man. I mean, David. he and Drew were pretty blatant about their their plans in uh, episode hundred. Drew is <laughs> Drew is insane. Yeah, I never agreed to anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> Throw that out there, uh, you David. Know, you he, should know. You should know that that was well into the deleted part of the Drew. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, stuff? was that not making it on a Patreon? I don't think there's much Patreon uh, <laughs> out of that Drew cast. It was mostly just Drew talking about like overthrowing us and uh, and, and me and him teaming up against you guys. And they had this great plan. It's like, well, what, 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 what plan? first of all, what plan are you talking about? And what is it? He's like, no, 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 trust me. You got screwed. We're just, we're, you just wait until we uh, do this. You just wait. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> And like he's like conspiring with you without giving you any in whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really sure what I, what I what I had signed up for involuntarily. He's like in inclusion. This is David all along. It was never my cue. It was never my. It was always him. He was the devil. <laughs> devil at my shoulder. Yeah, I had to say. Uh, I'm not going to say it was the hardest edit. It was an easy edit. There's a lot of good stuff in that, but. Of the ratio of things I took out to things I left in, the Drew game was was playing at about a 60-40. You, you left 60% of the content? Maybe. You left 40% of the content? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, there was just parts where you went to go have a smoke and stuff. So, I mean, like, come on, you can't keep, you can't keep that in there. Okay, so that's an obvious 20. <laughs> no more smoke breaks. I mean, come on. <laughs> Can't have those as part of the, the podcast. So <laughs> I I had a I think 
the biggest dilemma editing this, it's so hard being Pod King, um, was to me, I and I left it in, but there's a part where Drew is trying to ask a question for like four minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are involved <laughs> in the formulation or discussion of it. It's <laughs> it's just Drew. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. Just hold on, hold on a second. We're like, we are holding on. He's like, no, just okay. It's not so silence. Like, well, it's I it's mean, him talking. There, I was also trying to make sure that when he dashed it, it wasn't going to be a clusterfuck later when he was doing like multiple choice. And it, oh, I don't know. I don't even remember how he's setting it up, but it was like, doesn't sound like it's going to set up very well here. So I was just trying <laughs> to curb that before it careened off into a ravine. It was a surprisingly mild turn from Drew. He didn't even get off a school shooting joke, I don't think. Yeah. Very yeah. mild with his, and he's very appropriate, which was strange. But it was a good, it was a good little uh, bit. It's very Drew. It's very chaotic. Yeah, he expressed the chaos quite well. Indeed, Master Charles was good. Bendy Arms was good. Drew was exactly what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Wonder when the next feud cast would be. I can't make a decision on that. Um, I mean, it will. It will come as it comes. It'll it'll be a natural progression to conflict. I think that's the the breath of the universe is chaos to order to chaos. Ooh. Expand, contract, expand, contract, like breathing. Yeah. Just fucking breathing life. That's the living and breathing of the podcast. This podcast is just gonna get all fucking like Super esoteric, hippie, fucking <laughs> cosmic bullshit. Right? <laughs> I was explaining to David how much I hate Cosmos <laughs> before you got on. It's almost like, like the, the Fox like, series, or what do you mean? Uh, oh, he doesn't like stars. I don't like space. He doesn't like space. Like stars. Stars. I don't you. like space. It's, it's not like interesting. 99.9% of our universe it's also like 99.9 percent nothing yeah scott says that stars so don't you, matter so are you not, guy not be appreciative <laughs> of the stars. you know how much space is between your uh your electrons and your neutrons it's like all yeah. empty in there that's true you're mostly you're mostly empty space that's all just magnetic energy like, I know you're talking about science, but it sounds like you're talking about the past <laughs> 100 episodes. <laughs> crazy asshole, yeah. But it's, that's facts. Just the way that your empty space interacts with another person's <laughs> empty space. That exactly. is what makes yeah. shit Sneaky happen. D knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's mm. all about the way that your emptiness interacts with another person's emptiness. Okay, so so it consists of most of the universe, but it's also not very interesting. Oh, it's, it is interesting. You don't find it it's interesting not, that we're all empty shells of of humanity. I mean, I like the science of like of like life science, biology, mm-hmm. but like the when it comes to astrology and like any physics that's not like being astrology geared towards is not making a science. Astrology whatever. is your horoscopes. Of astronomy, there. <laughs> yeah, you know that Scorpio shit. Like, <laughs> I don't believe in that science. <laughs> like when I see science it, like that, you have to study like 
the the geography, so to speak, like the layout of the universe, and like, oh, here's where this thing goes, and oh, let's label this and labeling and shit. That's so funny. But like, exciting, what, but. what 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 relevance does deep space have for most people, right? Like, but life science and like biology, dinosaurs, even a lot more relevance than than space. But space always gets the funding. It gets the fancy movies. Well, it gets how the, do you know okay, what Mr. Jurassic Park? How do you know what that is yet? We we know very little about any of that stuff. We know That's very like, little about stuff here. Yeah, no shit. There's we a lot of stuff to learn. We should, we should learn all the stuff we can learn about everything. I just think you should have done stuff. Right, we don't but know about the resource allotment is a resource allotment question. Right? Am I wrong? Where are we, where are we at? <laughs> I don't know where like we're at. Massive amounts of our technological advances have been a byproduct of uh, advancements to to study space. Yeah, like microwaves and lasers. Yeah. <laughs> All oh, the wow. modern conveniences. <laughs> so, I mean... Pens that write in water. It's like a pencil. Demote. <laughs> 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 the old the old Russians made a pencil and the Americans made a really advanced pen. What about all the rad fucking prog rock that's like space inspired? <laughs> all right, that I'll take. Yeah. That's 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 a different exploration. That's an exploration yeah. that's worth going into. You know, I almost think that Pink Floyd with the bathwater. No, I want to do that. That's right. I, but but okay, <laughs> I'm not even gonna argue against space exploration other than to say uh it's not in, as so interesting as the ancillary benefits of it. Like the fact that Saturn's out there and it's made of like gas and dirt and whatever. It's like, what? who cares? Who cares? What, 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 what use is that? It's a whole planet. And like, that's, and that's all you're going to tell me about it. What was that? So you would rather study the gas and dirt on earth. What? He said Saturn is a bunch of gas and dirt. Who cares? And stuff like that. Well, what I'm trying to say, Scott, to you is before the podcast, you did not have appreciation for the stars. You're saying, I said, you never look up at the stars because you're always looking down, down on people. <laughs> you're always on your pedestal. You always look down on people, you're like on your mountain. You look down upon the earth and you say, well, how can I, what can I scrounge up from beneath the earth? What can I dig up that's relevant to me? And I'm just saying it's okay for people to have a certain appreciation for the stars. And since we are all made from the stars and are powered by the stars, we would be nothing without them. And to not and to spit in the face of them is to spit in the face of life itself. Yeah, that's a little that's exaggerated. Okay. You're the stars in the galaxy uh, in like astrology, it's like the Beatles of science. It's like, yeah, it's popular because it's popular. But is it important because it, but it's also important because it's popular. But that's it. I'm making a space podcast. You're getting fucked. <laughs> Forget Dino Pit. Making my space podcast. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to call it Star Talk. Oh, wait. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to compete with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, okay. I don't have any I don't wanna... charge allegations against me, so I've already got a one up on him. I'm sure, I'm sure this is not going to poll well anyway. I'm already uh, down a rank in Scott Cast. Uh, lore and hierarchy. Mm. I, I'm not going to try to pursue the anti-space quite yet. Maybe I need to get some <laughs> points. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I, I I believe in dirt. I believe in I mean, the dream I think of Scottcast one. I, I don't 100. see why you can't you can't value those things at once. Like, yeah. be grounded in your reality, well, yeah. but also. Here's why. Yeah, you have to pick something to look at. You only right. have one point of focus at any given time. I think mm-hmm. people spend too much time on space, believing they're doing their science thing, but really, it's just, it's just, it's just pretty patterns in the sky. If you took somebody who was really interested in dinosaurs and he's pointing them towards space and just said, you're going to yeah, learn well, about this, not going to dinosaurs well. have to our modern times. Like, we're always relating these things that we discover back to us and now. It's like, oh, why do I give a shit about something that lived a million years ago that's well, not seen should. the face of the earth for that long? Like You well, should, because... You care about our past. Because modern animals have uh, other have traits relevant to that, right? It's because yeah. we understand how how we've evolved through that. So all these things relate to us. Uh, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a way to hold on to our egocentric view of our universe. I don't know. Maybe maybe that is fucked up. Maybe we should stop doing that. But I think I think I think trying to just completely strip the ego out of anything, like it's almost the point of ego that well, why like, even matter we, at that point, right? <laughs> Right, but like I think, given our limited ability to grasp things, almost it makes space and the pursuit of it almost fruitless because you got to acknowledge your biological limits. Like, mm-hmm. like all this talk about like uh, engineering solar universes in the in the far future and stuff like that. That's just that's just a god complex manifesting as a species. Yeah. You know, so like, why not stick to the more earthy sciences? You know, let's get some salt of the earth stuff coming on. Yeah. Let's see Alan Grant get a, get some of some of that NASA money. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're pissed that you don't have the budget of NASA. So that's why you're upset that people are studying. It's, it's a, dispro- it's a disproportionate part. amount of attention and, and money. To, I don't. I mean, who could, may probably NASA's doing it because they just need to get freaking flying satellites up there so you can shoot lasers at people. But like, exactly besides why that, there's more funding for NASA. It's always been right. about war, right? But, it's all, but I'm mo- I'm more talking about the the share of attention and interest. Like, it doesn't teach most people anything other than general awe. Yeah, but that awe inspires them to put forth into the field. If they're interested, then they'll do it. If they don't have the awe, they're not going to study the field because they're not interested in it. People that are always saying, like, uh, this scientist should stop studying dinosaurs, this one should stop studying space, blah, blah. I don't think anybody should stop studying anything. It's like those people don't want to work on that, so they're not going to work on it. If you force someone to do something they're not interested in, then that's a shame. So what's what's your point, Scott? You're... You're promoting Earth sciences versus when everybody studied dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Seems like that's what you want. Like fuck everything else. Everybody studied dinosaurs. Everybody. I mean, you guys don't notice that it's disproportionate for space for benefits. Like, am I the, am I the only person who thinks well, I mean, that? I'm a little biased because I think it's more interesting. Well, but that's I, because NASA is not even like a federally funded thing anymore. Well, okay, I'm not even talking about funding. I'm not even talking about stuff like that. What are you talking I'm just about? Talking, benefits what's are disproportionate then? I'm talking about the human propensity to to really because because first off first point of fact everybody here 
got real pissed off when I said space was uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is, yeah, like, people what, are interested what am I, in what space? What? Was that? Well, understanding physics, understanding space requires requires understanding physics. Physics explains everything, so it's like, how can you not want to understand? But you can do physics homework near home, like most of the crazy you, outside physics, like whether you're talking about stars talking and about stuff like that. Newtonian physics, which is like old hat now. Like you want to keep on pushing. So, like if you, if you want to keep on pushing the envelope, you have to expand further and further the out. Envelope of what though? Like you're for like what a, benefit? You're a planetary xenophobe. <laughs> i'm just wondering i'm just one I, I just i just really feel it's disproportionate the amount of like intellectual attention goes towards things that might be beyond human grasp i just feel like when you're a kid and stuff like that it's like dinosaurs are cool because you're like these giant creatures and you're like i'm understanding oh that's cool to study them but then it's like then you realize how the world works and how you benefit from shit and you're like wait a minute wait a minute, let's get some really cool science that can get some shit done that benefits us more than just digging up bones off well, of them. I think, oh, I think no. dinosaurs are pretty fucking rad too. Like, I'm not saying we shouldn't study dinosaurs. Yeah. But what's... Uh, what's the benefit? What's... You said we shouldn't be reaching be- beyond things that might be beyond our grasp. Like, how do we even know if we don't push the limits? What's your question. suggestion, Scott? What's just to crawl around we... the earth like a bunch of idiots <laughs> rolling around in filth? You're saying we shouldn't ask questions anymore? I say we should be careful about what questions we ask and why we ask them. Like, there's always a different way to think that's a little bit more clear. I think human beings are much more connected to their bodies and, and to the space around them than they like to believe. Mm-hmm. And it's manifesting in technological progress towards a cold degree that's completely like eschewing uh, traditional like art and stuff like that because it's so cold because it's so intellectually removed from basic mm. like so we're, we're becoming experience. so external that we're losing our ourselves yes Okay. I still think, though, like it's very just how you can look down towards our, our past and study anthropology and dinosaurs and stuff like that. And there's there's art, art in that, and there's beauty in it. It's the same thing that applies to space, though. So it's like it's just as artistic to look up at the sky and see all the. How would you define self then? Because we're also putting massive amounts of research and energy into like genetic testing and like understanding how our our genomes work mm. and that's not, I mean, that is, that is us at its base, but it's also very removed from like what we might define as humanity or like our, what's at our, at the core of our soul, you know? So it's a question of like, what, who are we? What are, what is humanity? What, how do we define ourselves? What is self? Yeah. Are we really free? Do we have free will? What do you think? Uh, that's a good question. I think that's something to ponder. Yeah. I don't know if I have the answer to that, honestly. Because if we don't, then we might naturally really want to pursue certain things that might not be great for us or are beyond our power to control. Just, and if you can't... 
Oh, why do you why do you want to know if we have free will though? I think what would you do I think, with that? I, I think a big part of that is like is like if we don't have free will, and I think if we do have free will, it's it's mitigated by a lot more than uh than like a simple switch can yeah. solve. I you know I mean I've kind of been grappling with that question this week, we'll say. Both in my uh, my what's, what's the word for it? Um, Life. <laughs> my uh, my progression to Pod King, and yeah. uh, I sent you that fucking stupid text about I bought all this fucking water that's like <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like death liquid or something. I don't even know what it's fucking called. But it's like this uh, mountain water from the Alps. Let me tell you, those cans looked <laughs> badass. They're metal they, as fuck. And that's what yeah. drew me in. And I was like, man, I'm paying like premium water prices for this. And it's just, it's literally just water and cans. Are you talking about uh, you have some kind of micro mineral that's in a can? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like you have, you have electrolyte water that you're drinking? What are you talking about? Yeah. Spring water? It's like it. They fucking like targeted added me on Facebook, right? Because <laughs> I like all this metal shit and horror okay. shit. And it's I'll find it real quick. It's liquid death. Oh, mountain water. Is it sparkly? There's a sparkling version, and there's a like mm. straight, just mountain water version. What do you have? I got both. So you oh. you can you can sell your soul to the company, and they oh. send you a little contract and you sign it electronically, <laughs> and you'll get a free case when you buy a case. You have to sell your soul. Yeah, but technically, I sold my soul to a friend in high school. So uh, that, somehow it got through again. Wow, uh, <laughs> suckers gave me some free water. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, but I bought, I bought, uh, a, a case of the, uh, the regular mountain water and a case of the sparkling water. So what well, does this have to do with free? Bought, I'm sorry. I'm really I lost one right case now. and the other case was free. Anyway, <laughs> the thing is like, I, I paid like t- with shipping like $25 for some water. Which like so the free will is like okay, uh, if someone dangles, yeah, a like, I knew this was delicious stupid. carrot. And I know, you know that I am like pretty suspicious of marketers. <laughs> yeah, you always and give me the like, side eye. Yeah, I, I <laughs> always suspect that people are trying to fuck with me. And I knew that that was the case here. And I did it anyway. Eh. Because I mean, something about it uh, appealed to me. It was... You know what it was, Ian, and it's not—it's not as bad. It's—it's not as bad as you think it is. Mm -hmm. It might not mean you have free will, though. Yeah, it might mean you don't have free will. That's—that's what I was getting at. Yeah, or it it probably does. Be susceptible to this sort of thing, it seems. But it's not cheap marketing gimmicks, you know. Yeah. But if you're aware that you're being manipulated and you still choose to do it, then it is free will. So the, is it the fact that you made the choice what makes it free will in the first well, place? It's not really your choice because you still have the choice. 
Mm. You still chose to buy it. Mm. Not like they, there's no, they had no free will not to do it. Mm. Man, but we've got this uh, this like reward loop system in our brains that just like uh, it felt so good. Like there was no way I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, like I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely like, created by our emotions. Oh. Like we're not yeah. as rational as uh, people like to believe. They think that they make decisions logically, but if we didn't experience emotion, we would do behave vastly differently than we actually do in our day to day lives. Yeah, so we're we're a slave to our emotions. We're a slave to our biological functions that drive that sort of thing. The, the electrical impulses that tell our brain to release dopamine when it does. Yeah, you know, tell the drug, the factory when to make the drugs and stuff like that. But sometimes the the you know you can't control the materials that go into the factory, the way that the workers behave, your propensities, you know, your genetic predispositions that make you have certain emotional states and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain amount that you know your environment plays on that, and it re- it's a closely it's a closely f- uh, fed feedback loop, so that you can shape the way that you make these choices for sure. But yeah. if it's, but if it's shaping, like, is it free will or like, are other forces also at play that push you towards desiring to shape something? The free you will, is always, the will is always attached. So I don't think there's ever like a truly free will that just floats in a vat, you know, like okay. just separate. So there's never, so there's there never no going to be anything. will. There's no f- completely free will, but there, there is will. It's just always, it's messy. It's attached to something. Everything is very will messy, that's you know. for sure. And it's things are putting their will upon you. There's lots of uh, factors impacting every decision we ever make. I mean, we're just, well, the bottom line is like we're social animals. Yeah. Right? Like you buy the metal-ass mineral water because it's fucking cool. Because you know, the people you talk to, me, Bronwyn, uh, all the artists that you admire and you love, you know, and like you, you have this, you have this world built around collecting things and attaching it to your identity, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like you see something like that, and you're like, this expresses something. This is yeah. great. Now answer this: Are you going to keep a can? Probably. I don't know. Like, like put it somewhere, like as a little display piece. Like, yeah, yeah it's maybe. the badass mineral water. Hell yeah. You know, because it's probably got great art. Yep. So there you go. You you bought a display piece that you could drink. <laughs> That's smarter than most <laughs> utilitarian decisions. Like if you just bought a picture, you couldn't drink the picture. Well, that's still something to admire, though. It's drink something it to admire. Guys. So it has value. Yeah. What are you? What are we? What are you trying to get to the heart of it with the free will discussion? I'm a little bit. A bit thrown off. Seems like we're we're confused about what Where has value. I don't know. What do you want to know? Like why why are you ask about free will? Well, well I don't know. Before I, we before we proper started the pod, we were talking about uh what if I just had like a, a video kind of rental uh business where I oh, sent yeah. you like Inflex. <laughs> yeah, shitty VHS tapes in the mail and no one can play them because no one has a vhs player anymore except for like weirdos like me yeah but uh wouldn't that be fun just to have like a little little cult nuggets in your in your uh mailbox once a month or something yeah i would love that like an ian's <laughs> cult kitchen 
uh, delivery service. Like, oh, that would be so cool. Listen to this. Meal kits that come with a VHS tape. Dinner and a movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work finding VHS tapes. But that sounds like we need a funder. We need like... <laughs> Rad as fuck. I would totally do that. Those uh, those boxes work really well. What do they call them? What's the thing? You know what I'm talking about? They send like gift boxes to people, but it's like a package they get, and it's like a they're like uh, insulated to keep the food like, fresh. No, I'm not just talking about like meal prep itself. I mean, obviously they have that. There's already the market, but you could combine that the loot boxes. People yeah. get loot box and they get yeah. like, you know, it's like they don't know what they're going to get. Like, say some like um, my sister gets stuff for makeup. You know, she doesn't know, she doesn't know what she's going to get. But it's always good stuff, and it's like it's interesting. There's a novelty to it, and blah blah blah. And then they have the same thing for nerds, like the uh, pop culture stuff. They send you random items, and people love that shit because you can't like get it anywhere else, kind of thing. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's, uh, it's you know it's a very niche and it's very customized to them without them actually you know without actually them picking it out. So you yeah you got that that's great for the loot box people because you guys can just send it to them. They get that, uh, you know, but you'd have to have multiple copies of the VHS, which is, it seems really hard. That would be the hard part. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would love to do it that, have, but it yeah, would be it would so be, expensive. It would be prohibitively expensive to like. Look, look it would have, have to, to be random VHS. It would have yeah. to be like you're not going to get a copy of Street Trash. Like it could be a blank tape. Okay. Well, but like, you this could have is for ick people. Though. You know, it's for the people who. Look, if Ick, if we can get like Ick to to get some traction on the internet waves, I could see us having a small little community we can actually uh, feasibly make a little side hustle with, where we yeah. prepare meal kits, stick some VHS tapes. Ian goes hunting for VHS tapes every weekend, brings back a haul. We just stick one in a box. It's random, but it's good. Mm-hmm. That Curated. could be that's. What if, what if what if you get like thing. a uh, not everybody could get there's only one VHS but in, if you get that VHS like you send it to everybody and you send like everybody else like a, I don't know some kind of digital copy or whatever it doesn't matter it doesn't even matter if you have them send that movie but one of them will contain the actual VHS and people will keep buying them to try to get the actual one that has the golden ticket that has the real one in it so you do a review of it and you want to have that movie in there only one of the loot boxes will have the actual movie in there okay. And then there's a gambling aspect to it. Mm. That gambler's high. Uh, am I going to get it? Like those fucking Pokemon <laughs> cards. Whatever. Am I going to get a fucking holographic card? I don't know. <laughs> I could see that. So put it, you put it in a golden box. People like a sense of a, a uncertainty. Like, trying uh, to minimize the uh, the uh, <laughs> free will aspect of the, <laughs> the deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, since it doesn't exist, why yeah. would we promote it? Okay, gambler's high. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying there's somebody who's going to buy your entire inventory because they want to I want to get that fucking box. I bought five of these boxes I haven't gotten the VHS. I need that thing, damn it. Look, gambler's high is bad when you're like bilking a guy out of his life savings. But we're mm-hmm. just asking like 20 bucks a month. You get a couple meals. You get a couple tapes. Ain't that good? Yeah, then they get a bunch of meals too. You know, it's not like they're missing out. Yeah, they eat, they watch. I wonder if there's like insurance stuff related to like shipping food that way. Yes, I think there might be. Yes, yeah, like, yeah you gotta you gotta be careful. 
Well, it's yeah. Do you try to find mine too? Because it's like the person eats it, it's food poisoning. It's because it did, did. Was it your fault? Because like if like during the shipping, it got damaged and there was a hole in it and they didn't notice. Right. And yeah. Eat it and, like yeah. my experience is. A lot of liability. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had a butcher box that came like four days late, and Ooh. so that's just a big pile of meat and with a bunch <laughs> of bunch of ice in it big pile <laughs> of rotten meat <laughs> yeah so like it came to the door and i picked it up and uh the bottom like gave way immediately oh shit like it barely survived the trip over so you <laughs> yeah and it was all all like 60 degrees and stuff like that it was like it was not good it would the meat was warmer than the temperature outside <laughs> then canned goods canned goods it is <laughs> so what we'll do we'll ship no uh, recipes uh, and you is, buy your own ingredients oh we and we'll that. ship VHSs. oh that is pretty good yeah, yeah. just a fucking, like, like, the, the meat distribution and the or the food distribution you guys that's 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 a nightmare right <laughs> just gonna yeah, source so all I, that stuff yeah so i like i like ian's idea here we just print out a card as <laughs> a shit tape, 20 bucks and a card. Go yeah. do it yourself. Freak. <laughs> Maybe we'll throw in a, like a Hamtramck Avenger shirt in there or something. Jeez. Oh, now you're just eating up your profits. <laughs> <laughs> so they get like, they have like 20 shirts. <laughs> the same Scott cast shirt over and over. They might Hamtramck Avenger shirt. They're like, wow, I have great. I have, entire wardrobe i can wear of these now can you imagine like some fucking idiot like explaining to somebody that they subscribe to a service that gives them a shitty vhs tape of index <laughs> card with ingredients and a hamtramck avengers themed shirt <laughs> i can imagine like, that. how would ever go <laughs> i can yeah, imagine every month this is automatic like an arts and craft activity to do though that you would make like you guys did for the episode where you mix something together or whatever. And it might not need to be the original stuff. Like you're not going to have freaking high C cooler, orange ectoplasm or ectoplasmic, whatever, whatever it's called ectoplasmic cooler, whatever. You might not have that, but you could like, you know, provide some food coloring or something and something else. And you could like mix it together and make it look like something from the episode. I don't know. You can do like an arts and crafts thing where you make a little thing that makes it look like you're, you know, you just got a stab wound or something, or I don't know, <laughs> something gory, little gore kits, little makeup. <laughs> and then the people would post it and be like, "Oh yeah, look what I." And then you'd see all the submissions, and people would be like, "Oh, one lucky subscriber will get my foot." One lucky <laughs> subscriber, that gambling aspect. People would just they just keep buying. You'd be able and to buy a necrophiliac. It's like the necrophiliac gamblers will like flock to that month tier. <laughs> oh, Just imagine how pissed you would be if you bought like two of them though and you'd just be like, God, there can't be that many subscribers. I mean, clearly I'm so close. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just keep on like, you're never going to send them the real pile. You just want to keep buying. And after they buy like 10, it's like those rigged uh, machines where you, the, the stuffed animal uh, claws where you're trying to get it. And it's like, once you pay a certain amount of money, then you get it. You know, because right. yeah, same thing. You just do that with your, you have Somebody closely monitor that so that you could know when to give them the actual item. But they think they're competing against like hundreds of other people. It's a win win. <laughs> I just felt like that was a good thing to say. I don't know. I wasn't really. <laughs> <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> 
People like them. They're very popular. I could probably do a fitness food cr- f- f- loot crate. <laughs> yeah, you're going to ship a 25-pound dumbbell every fucking month. <laughs> little knickknacks and stuff that I can make, yeah. Well, knickknacks. I get my old stuff that I don't feel like using anymore. Like, oh, look, you guys want a, one of these bands? Yeah. <laughs> sweaty underwear? Well, yeah, there might be. I mean, I charge extra for that. Mm. That personal touch you can't get anywhere else. I mean, did you see the oranges and the new black where the, the women are selling their soiled underwear to the, like pervs for money from within the prison? It's a market well, right there. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that show. I haven't either, but I, I I know that's a thing from that show. That's a very specific thing to know about that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that the detail you know about that show? I don't know. the dice roll, you know, it's what I just happened to tune in on. Like when you just so happen to tune in on a podcast and the very first episode you listen to, they're talking about necrophilia. This, that's true. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Force comes at it best. Yeah. Stupid is as stupid does. It's pretty stupid. And editing, we're all intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what did you guys have planned for this episode? This uh, episode 101? What was the... Uh, uh, oh, we should probably get to some bullet points, right, Todd King? <laughs> I feel like you guys came up with something, and I feel like, of, I'm not sure when we're at. I mean, it's, yeah, Ian's Pod King. He's leading it. He, he's been doing a okay. wonderful bang up job, by the way. <laughs> we're, we've had, we've practically done. Uh, I guess I should have some dicks in the news or something, but I don't know if I do. Hold on. I'm pretty sure you just scan the scan the text message history for yeah, a little bit. You told me uh, that there was this metal drummer who got coronavirus, and then he like. <laughs> Decided Satan was not cool for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he woke was up from about? a coma. He woke up from a coma and he decided Satan was not cool anymore. <laughs> As a side effect, side of, the effect of the coma. What was that, David? So he got Corona and it just it took the devil right out of him. It took the, the love of the devil right out of him. Yeah. Supposedly it was his fevered dreams in the anesthetic that they gave the patient. So like it's common to get crazy dreams and stuff like this and visions of heaven and hell and like near death kind of situations. Yeah. So he had a big vision of hell. Um, Satan was like Judy Dench or something. Who's Judy Dench? You know, like Dame Judy Dench, M from James Bond. Oh, James Bond. Who knows James James Judy Dench's? It's hard to say. Yeah, I heard James Bond in there somewhere. So I'm picturing like she was also in Cats, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) apparently that was a disaster. I don't know anything else about it, but yeah, I forgot why you mentioned her now. Oh, the devil was like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that was the coma patient's uh, depiction of the devil was Judy Dench, and uh, he woke up and he was like, "Oh, that was the scariest dream I've ever had in my life. I don't like metal oh, anymore. I don't like Satan." Is. I just looked her up. She's she's like the. You mean like old Judy Dench? Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're <laughs> like Judy Dench from like uh, twenty years ago. I feel like we're beyond the Judy Dench character. 
part. Well, you're naming an actor. I thought you were talking. There was literally somebody called Judy Dench from Bond. It's yeah. a classic David Drayloff right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you uh, how do you perceive this event? Do you see it as like, oh, coronavirus is like can help us all find God, or, or do you see it as like, oh, he's got brain damage, or do you see it as like, oh, um, maybe Satan's bad and. Uh, he had an awakening and no brain damage or God stuff. I don't know. I mean, I feel like most metal people pick up like the Satanist hell imagery out of like, uh, it's like a funny joke and like, yeah, this guy took it too seriously. Cause he had a, an experience with some sedatives That's experience. Yeah, he yeah, he had an experience with sedatives that he believes to be real. It was hell in its in its uh basic form of actual torture and he didn't like it. And he's like, "Ooh, ooh, actually maybe ooh, maybe we should use different metaphors." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. But um suffering's not actually cool. Something like that. Like, uh, it's less about like riding a bitch and bike through fire with like a skull, like Nicolas Cage style. Yeah. Most not here. I almost got points. I was, I was just having a few cast flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I think you got points. I think Ben, Ben, you <laughs> points. points. He's not here. Points. Oh, well, thank you. Oh. <laughs> See, I like this. I actually like this matter, dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Make brownie points. Yeah. I like this dynamic. <laughs> this is working for me. I don't like to be back. I'm like, I'm you, like you, you can't give yourself points on the podcast, but others I do. Know. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy wasn't very metal. Well, he wasn't very dedicated. He was definitely one of those people who, uh, you know, got into the scene, got into the music, loved the music, all that quality. And then, uh, but everything else was just accoutrement to him. And yeah. I think, yeah, because if, if you give it up that easily, I feel like, I feel like if you're into Satan, ironically, and not as like a fashion item, like you're also like very science heavy. And I feel like those people, um, would, would likely to understand the, oh, you were in an aesthetic state. That's crazy. Why? Right. The devil, Scott? Yeah. yeah, like they wouldn't quite believe it's the devil. Yeah, this is a member of uh, Death Angel, which is a, <laughs> a Canadian thrash band. I think I actually saw them like way back in college. Were they very polite? Like, excuse me while we thrash. <laughs> Sorry. It was like uh, during a like a big festival. Um, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth put together something called Gigantor. It was like all these pretty heavy metal bands. Um, but Dave Mustaine apparently is like a huge asshole too. He's like actually pretty conservative now, even though he was like, fuck Reagan back in the eighties. He's like now like kind of a Trumper. 
So I think just was like he, old old metal guys are kind of shitty. <laughs> okay. They don't age you well. Ruined them, you ruined old, no. old metal guys for you? It's sad, yeah. <laughs> Damn you, sir. Wanda, respect my metal elders. So they, they don't love Satan. Apparently they like Trump. I don't get how those well, things are like different. Satan. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like, I don't get it. I don't get it anymore. <laughs> So kind of like the devil. So, <laughs> I mean, kind of like the Antichrist. He's got red hair. But they didn't like, like Reagan. Like, I don't, I don't get that. His, it seems. He wanted the devil on earth instead of the devil in the songs. That Venn diagram doesn't line up. It's like too much overlap. I don't yeah. get it. Can't be we can't be one and then not. And then the other. Yeah. More like a Venn pentagram. <laughs> Well, that would make it better, I think. I don't know. That'd be sweet. <laughs> There's a lot of elements there. Somebody should make a Venn diagram using a pentagram. I'd like to see that. Yeah. You'd be like, whoa, I'm not sure what's going on here. A lot of ideas. You're like, yep, that's metal. <laughs> is that is that like just a decagram? Sure. Wouldn't deca be like ten though? Right? Well, I guess if you merge it, there'll be more than that. I don't know. Who knows? Venn this kind of speculation doesn't there stand. Yeah. Then didn't we start out being all anti-math and science and physics? Like we're about bones and who's earth. we? Who's we? I just you? expressed a couple of opinions, <laughs> and all of a sudden, it, like it took over the pod with little like to no effort. You started out being like, "Oh, bones and earth, dinosaurs." Right. Yeah, You're like I don't understand I'm why it's not so popular. It's like stars and your math with your your uh, astronomy. <laughs> you almost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew which one. I'm just a couple drinks in. <laughs> I mean, I'll agree with Scott that it's not as. It's definitely not as fun, but it's also not as like popular as like space and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah. I, think I think I don't think he's wrong with that. But I don't think it's it's wrong to say that those people who are interested in space should like shouldn't be as interested, and they should totally start digging dinos all the time. I like, think we should explore all of these things as opposed to like putting so much money into th- things to kill each other with. I just think people should think twice. Before they allocate their attention, you have to lead the. You have to pique the people's interest, just like how people get piqued with their interest in, in science. I mean, with space, with all the stuff they teach in the schools, they don't teach much about dinos. So it's like you gotta you gotta take the reins and make make Dino Pit podcasts and get people. You have to do a grassroots movement, Scott. It's the only way to get people more interested in. It's the only way. Thank There's God no I have the assistance benefit. of the Pod King. On There's my no side, for the government to teach I'll, the kids, I'll talk about dinos all day. I just don't know that much about them. You, you can uh, inform me, and we'll we'll do Dude, it. Dude, do you want to do a dinosaur podcast where I explain dinosaurs yeah, to you? Fuck yeah! But you I know that like guy from Jurassic Park. I know like, that our conception of raptors, as uh, bestowed upon us by Steven Spielberg in Jurassic Park, is incorrect. <laughs> that's a great start that's a yeah. good first episode we'll do that 
the Velociraptor episode. Yeah, very philosophical about the raptors. Well, raptors smart. No. <laughs> <laughs> smart. Are they giant turkeys? Actually, yeah. <laughs> so the little fat kid had Did it right. Talk about Velocipaster uh, before on here. Yeah. No. We yeah. did? Yeah, I mentioned it. I asked about it, and then we talked about it, and I, I don't remember. Well, if David knows about it, we probably talked about it. Well, it was a topic I was I was suggesting, and then um, I forgot to like ask you about it, and then we, we brought I brought it up in a different episode, and we were talking about it, because it was like the whole movie was based off of just the name. We, were, we came to the, the conclusion. The guy was like, oh, this is a great pun. Let's make a movie about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my first degree is Pod King is that uh, all conversations should be related to bad movies. Oh, we should reference a bad movie in all pods. Oh, okay. So if we're talking about uh, Velociraptors and their their actual like natural uh, qualities, we should also talk about their unnatural. Uh, fictitious qualities as portrayed in Velocipaster. Well, yeah, it's only (laughs) fair to give all artists a voice. I've always thought that. (laughs) Because really, we do have those two conceptions of dinosaurs, too. We have, like, the Jurassic Parkian, like, uh, squad (laughs) type raptor, and then you have the Velocipaster. <laughs> he was like a were raptor kind of. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Were raptor. This rolls right into it. And was it was it uh it was just at will though, right? Like he didn't need the freaking moon to transform into a were raptor. Um, I forget exactly how it worked. I think it was uh yeah, I don't remember enough about it. I think it was like a kind of an animal animalistic thing. Like if he had like the Hulk, his uh, hormones got to raging, and that was like when it came out or whatever. If he was, was like angry or aroused, or yeah, usually aroused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I think you actually when you talked about it, it was off cast, so the, the, our listeners probably don't. We talked about it at Scott's. Domicile. Surprisingly watchable. That's my my rating on that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Not good, but surprisingly watchable. Yeah. So now that Ian's uh, commandeered your pod, Scott, you're just going to make a, a dinosaur podcast now? Well, no, well, Ian's going to be on that one. And he's still pod king. Like, I can't just... Like, I don't know what I'm going to do about the Scott take, really. <laughs> it's <laughs> Well, didn't you already do you already done like a couple episodes? You're allowed to have your measly 10 minutes got take. <laughs> cool. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not gonna get Ian takes every day. That would be great uh, though. <laughs> I would subscribe the shit out of that. <laughs> Daily Musings brought to you by the Pod King himself, Ian. Yeah. I don't think I have time for that. <laughs> I might have to like make you do one so people think. 
that I went all the way with this. Like, yeah. It really is like there's Ian merchandise and stuff that takes over the store. <laughs> the domain's iancast.com. Yeah. <laughs> you buy a yearly domain just to, just to throw people off. I've bought so, domains for dumber reasons. I know. <laughs> yeah, good. Could just uh, talk about your final destiny ends on the Ian take, mm-hmm. right? Every day you almost die, the harrowing life of a pod king. I mean, every day we are a day closer. That's thought. And your final That'd Ian take a- would be, well, you died, so <laughs> you can't tell the story. Yeah, like, I think I'm gonna go die now. See you guys next time, maybe. I'm not sure. Brown. You could do your own riff though, since you can do that thing with the strings and your fingers. Oh yeah. Apparently it's not that easy. It's not that easy to just like learn it in a night. <laughs> what? Wow, just, just strum it. I could do that if I had a fucking electric guitar. And then just let it rock. When I do it, it'll definitely be metal as fuck and hailing Satan with my fucking mountain water. Yeah, well hydrated, <laughs> sacrilegion. That's what you should do. You should start a band called Well Hydrated Sacrilegion. You'll Sac- get a sponsorship of sacrilegion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a noun. Yeah, it's like that's your religion. It's sacrilegion. Mm. Like you're all about uh, all about contrarianism. Sac- like yeah, you'll sure. also be like you also be like uh, Shiva. Psh. He's a bitch. Psh, Shiva. Psh, Shiva. Indian god. <laughs> Destroyer. Yes. The Indian. The like a um, Hindu. He uh what does he do? He he dances and, and he destroys things and so that they may begin anew. Mm-hmm. But he's a bitch because you're sacrilegion. <laughs> Sacrilegious. Alrighty then. <laughs> Sacrilegionist. I just keep hearing the word sack. <laughs> sack. I, I that on, I ruined it. I was like, I'm gonna just ruin this one for you guys. The religion of the sack. 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 <laughs> they call me the sack. <laughs> Praise be to sack, for it is the one true sack. Yeah. True sack, but not a Q sack. Tis the sack. Shit. Who's well, sack? Where do we think we're at? Do we have any more dicks in the news? We're at an hour. It's not a mailbag. It's a new. It's a male sack. Whoa, a male's sack. It's a little bit <laughs> much. I think. Yeah. What's in that mail sack? What's in the mail sack? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any more. No email bags. No email bag. Well, what, what, what am I supposed to do? You didn't get any. Well, I don't. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, how about this? Uh, to wrap it up, and as a cons- consolation, here is some cool space news. You just Ian sent me this space news while we're talking. Ian sent me this a while ago. Oh man, the the moon piss piss base. Yes. Oh God. I do like it. this do news. It. For us let us know what's up so um in an effort to colonize the moon 
a reachable goal that uh, mere moments ago I was railing against. Astronauts have found a way to use their own piss to build a moon base. They just pee on concrete and like or pee on moon dust, and uh, it makes bricks basically. <laughs> bricks are heavy, you know. Apparently, uh, sending a payload, as David would say, costs like ten thousand dollars per pound. So if you can piss bricks, we're on the trick. You're gonna use piss to be a mason. Basically, that's what they. No, that's what. I'm not me. I'm not a, a well-trained, educated man. Obviously, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't just be pissing in the, the, the dust, surely, because you. I, I don't think you'd be able to just. You'd have to contain it and like yeah. mix it, <laughs> whip it out, and start. And like, what about it, the female astronaut? Yeah. You would have to set it into a brick form. So there, I imagine there would be some contraption that you would pee into. And right. you dump moon dust into it, and you'd make kind of mix it around, and, and you'd shit that brick. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's over there shitting bricks. But you'd piss them. You'd piss you'd bricks mix it first, and then you drop your payload onto the <laughs> <laughs> the moon, and it's only a tenth of its weight. So, you know, just majestically float down into place. <laughs> you have time to adjust it, and then boom, lay another brick. All I'm saying is it's entirely possible. That's okay, Joe. <laughs> so, David, as a lover of space science, would you uh, live in a a piss hut on the moon? Piss hut. I think I have to call it piss a hut. <laughs> mm. I don't know, man. I'm not sure if that'd be viable. I guess. I, th- I think that you can just find water on the moon. It feels like it is the main constant, the constituent is ha- it have to be just water is what makes it, or is it just the ammonia and other? I think shirts? the ammonia has like a okay. binding property when it interacts with the this particular right. dust or particulate or whatever. There was more in- information in the article that I'm not reading right now. Oh, maybe I should copy What about Mars? So Martian soil, would it just be just as... I don't, I don't know enough about that. Yeah. There it is. You click on that link and see what you can find. I'm gonna grab. This is a very inopportune time, but I'm gonna grab another beer real quick. Whoa, Polly Pies, Batman! I'm sorry, I'm getting much. <laughs> Continue okay. to, to discuss the the piss hut. Okay, I don't see anything about ammonia, but they have this nice little image, an artist rendering of what a moon base might look like, but it doesn't say. I don't think. I don't think the artist would appreciate them using their their artwork that they made of this little mound that they're using it to make a piss shelter. <laughs> <laughs> like whoever made this photo is like, look, Ma, I finally made it. Smithsonian Magazine posted an article, and they used my uh, my piss poor artwork <laughs> to. You have a re- accurate representation of what a, a sh- not a shitty base would look like, but a pissy base. Yeah, it looks like a hobbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the hobbits on the moon. Yeah. Like the hobbits were living there. Hey, there should be yeah, a Philbo fight. pissed his hole. Yeah. Uh, one small. It's a whole different man. A whole, wait a minute. David, what? it's upon an opportunity. So it I puts a whole hobbit. different meaning on bag end. Oh. 
See, I was going with another pun. I was going to say it's one small step for man, but one giant leap for habit kind because they're fucking small. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I like that. But yeah, at the end of their bag, a little piss bag, yeah, bag end. Mm-hmm. It's the it says the urea. It says urea, the most abundant component in human urine after water, can break down hydrogen bonds and reduce the viscosities of fluid mixtures. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, makes sense. It would follow the urea cycle that we all are privy to. Let's see, future moon dwellers wouldn't use. Future moon dwellers wouldn't be the first to use their pee for practical purposes. Oh, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they drink piss in space? What's that? Don't they drink piss in space? Yeah, they do. They recycle their own urine. Filtration systems. But we also drink our own piss, too. We also drink dinosaur piss because same pee, the same water that dinosaurs peed 65 million years ago is also what we're drinking today. You know that's what's in the those metal cans. You should oh, there you go, Scott. Dino piss metal cans. There you just send it out. You're like, do you want Jurassic piss? Yes. You want See, we can tie all these worlds together. Yeah. Get your dino piss in the metal ass can that you can build a space colony with. Whoa. Whoa. Really need to get on this uh this game, this marketing game. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, anything is possible when you... That thing that I hate again. Take a bunch of people's interests and you just mash them together into like a package. I really missed your calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. Should have Shit. a marketing firm called Esoterica Marketing. America Marketing? Esoterica. Esoterica Marketing. Or Esoterica. It's like like the definition of esoteric is completely against the idea of marketing. (laughs) Kind of. Like e-commerce though. Yeah. Esoteric. Weren't we going to use Palatable Productions before? You wanted to make a video company called Palatable Video. Yeah. You guys mean palatable? Yes, but the way Scott said it was palatable and it made me think of a platypus. And it would just be this little sad platypus that like, oh, God's mistake. Yeah. What are you doing here, guy? And that's what our videos would be like. Scott, one one day you're going to have to have an intern (laughs) that goes through and listens to all these episodes and just all the ideas that we've generated, just write them all down because there's a lot of good. You're going to need to ask what we learned today and then end this thing. Yeah. So, uh, David, what did we learn today? Oh, I don't know. Why are you asking me? <laughs> Why don't you ask Scott? It's, uh, you know, he's, he's got to be the one to answer this question right I'm off the bat. I'm going to ask each of you individually. I want to know what David learned first. Well, mm. I learned that you can make a really nice little loot crate if you have the right marketing approach. Okay. It doesn't really matter what it is. You just got to take advantage of people's interests. Also learned that you can make, uh, you know, you can make moon base out of just about anything nowadays. You just got to be mm-hmm. creative. I also learned that Scott is upset that more people don't like dinosaurs, but I think that hopefully he learned that all science pursuits are noble, and that just because some have more funding than others doesn't mean that they're not as interesting or as fun to research. Okay. I also learned that new, new Pod King is bitching, yo. Oh, well, thank you. 
Uh, yeah, no problem. I was going to summarize your summary and be kind of a dick about it, but I'm going to not do that anymore. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> no, I, I was, I was going to do a cheap joke, but we'll, we'll move on to Scott. Scott, what did you learn? Well, I learned you don't just say you don't find space interesting. One does not simply say so. You a- don't just say that. <laughs> it gets people's it gets people rankled up and that's fair, you know? Like who am I? Who am I to assign priority in any way? Who am I but a poor little podcast co-host guy who's Special guest. Named after the podcast. (laughs) What do I do? So, in essence, I didn't really learn anything, but I learned to ask questions. And that's perhaps they will never be answered. Well, fuck. That's like step one to enlightenment is just questioning who you are and what the fuck you're doing. So good for you. I've been in step one for a while. Yeah. Well... (laughs) I hope we will leave some light like in this podcast. Maybe another evolution of step one. It's like you're you've been pegged down and you're kind of damn, what is this? I, I never heard about the pegging in, towards enlightenment. Did <laughs> <laughs> not sign up for that. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. This has been the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. Uh, all hail Scottcast. Glory, Glory be to, be Scott. to Scottcast. I'll work on that, Scott. Yeah, work Until on next good. time, we bid thee adieu. You're late. See you later, Scottcastigators. Yeah. Bid thee adieu, motherfucker. Now I gotta wait. Have a nice fade. The long tail. Damn, it's long tail. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fade you got going on here? <laughs>